you go ahead and have a seat this morning while the band takes a seat as well. And uh, remember, it's uh, kids camp time, so if you have a young person you want to take them out, go ahead. <laughs> Otherwise, they're welcome here. We're glad they're here. That's what's most valuable. So, all right, you ready to jump? That's when you say, yeah, I'm ready, yeah. Try it again. Ready to jump? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is it. This is the last time. This is jump scenes, jump time, okay? Uh, and, uh, you know, we've been working through these messages with you in these four weeks and trying to get you ready for that point in that time when you just go ahead and jump, right? Eventually, that's what happens, that when, when God puts something in front of us, we... We need to do the work and get ourselves ready and pack the parachute and all the steps we've talked about. But eventually, you got to get to that place and that time and that moment when you just jump, right? I mean, I shared with you, you know, we piled in this little plane and, and took us, you know, 20 minutes or so to go back and forth and, and get up the altitude. And we had our parachutes packed and we got all hooked on and everything was ready to go. But everything changed as soon as they opened the door. Right? You see, up until then, you've only been talking about it. When that door went open, now it was time for the action of taking the jump. See, for us in this life of faith, when Jesus puts something in front of us, it's easier for us to take the time to just kind of talk about it, to kind of work through the process and pray about it and spend time churning it this way, churning it that way, and getting convinced that God wants us to do it. And, but eventually, if God's put it on our heart and put it into our life as an opportunity, God eventually is going to open that door, and it's time to jump. It's time to jump. What I want to do today is, as we wrap this up is, is help you become aware of what you're jumping into and how great it is to make the jump. Okay? Let's start. First thing I'd bring to you this morning is for you to understand that when you when you make that jump, you have to understand you're making that jump into the greatness of following Christ. You're making a jump into the greatness of following Christ. You know, when I was on that plane and the door went open and you're right there and well, you just got to, the next thing is you got to roll out of the plane. I'm telling you, those that first minute when you roll out and you just kind of fall, it's awesome. It is awesome. You're like, whoa. And you ever notice when people, most of them at least, when they get on the ground, right? They get on the ground and, and they get done and they're saying what? That was great. Right? I mean, that was us. I mean, we hit the ground and go, whoa, that was awesome. See, when you jump into what God wants you to do, you are jumping into the greatness of following Christ. You're jumping into the greatness. You're jumping into the way life was designed to be lived. Let, let me show you in the scripture. If we go into Matthew uh, 16, Jesus makes that point. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you want to f be my followers, you must forget about who? Yourself, right? You must take up your cross and follow me. Okay, so what is he telling you to do? Well, if you're going to make the jump, the jump isn't about you. The jump is about jumping into the greatness of what God wants to accomplish in your life. The jump is about getting your life 
totally in sync with the dreams and the desires of what God wants to accomplish in you and through you. It's not about you. It's about jumping into the greatness of what God has in store. And when you jump into that, He's going to show you here and tell you that's where life begins. Okay? Here's what He says in 25. If you want to save your life, you will destroy it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. You see? You see, jumping into the greatness of what God wants for you, that's where life is. That's where life is. Other people will make, you know, skydive and they'll make the jump and they come, man, that's really living, right? That's really living. Well, when you jump into what Christ wants for your life, that really is really living, okay? That's the way He designed you. That's what He wants for your life. That's what it's all about. And you give up yourself, and instead, you just jump. You just roll right into whatever it is God and Christ wants for your life. And that's rolling into the greatest life you could ever imagine. Because it's the life Christ died to bring to you. When you jump, you jump into the greatness of following Christ. Now, Jesus is serious about this in Matthew 16, so serious that he will not let the topic go. I mean, he just kind of gave us a, a huge nugget there, right, of understanding. But in, in Matthew 16, he's so serious about it, he will not let it go. He goes on in, in verse 26 saying, What will you gain if you own the whole world but destroy yourself? What would you give to get back your soul? Do you get a sense there? He's just kind of getting in our face a little bit about it. You know, he's already told us, look, this is where real life is. Real life is jumping into my greatness and purpose for you. And then he just kind of gets in our face and says, after all, if you go the way you're going and you hang on to what the world has for you and you keep pursuing what the world wants from you, what are you getting anyway? Isn't that what he's saying? I mean, what are you left with anyway? And then he reminds us in 27, the Son of Man will soon come in the glory of his Father and with his angels to reward all people for what they have done. I promise you that some of those standing here will not die before they see the Son of Man coming with his kingdom. And that's what he offers. See, when you jump into the greatness of what Christ wants into your life, it's not momentary. It's an experience that jumps to eternity. It's not momentary. It's not just one jump. It's a jump that follows Christ in all things and ultimately leads to an eternal experience of Him forever. Isn't that awesome? When we make this jump, we make this jump and just say, I'm jumping into Christ. I'm not looking back. He is everything for me. It is not about me anymore. It is all about what He wants to do with my life. And it will lead me to His kingdom forever. Now, that means also for us that we need to be ready for a complete jump, a complete jump. When, uh, when we were doing this, they did a little training thing with us before we piled in the plane, you know. And one of the things they stressed is, you know, they got us all guard up in the harness and stuff on the post training. They said, now, when we get to the edge of the door and the door opens up, what, you're, what you have to do is you have to hold on to your harness right up here. Right? So we got the jumpsuit, the harness on. You have to hold on with both hands 
to your harness. And they really stress that. You've got to hold on to the harness so we just roll out of the plane with you holding on to the harness. And it, I didn't figure out, well, what, why is that so important until it finally dawned on me. You know why that's so important? They wanted to make sure I was holding totally onto the harness and getting into the jump and not holding onto the plane. <laughs> right? That's what they wanted. Isn't that right? Because they knew there was a part of me that was going to say, ah, doors open, I'm holding onto the plane. Right? And they would be prying my death grip apart. Right? And so instead of that, they said, look, when you make the jump now, concentrate on this, just Hold on to the harness. You see, what they're telling us is the same thing. When you make this jump that God wants you to make in life, you just got to hold on to Christ and that's it. Okay? Because you're going to want to hold on to something else. You're going to want to hold on to old patterns. You're going to want to hold on to stuff that, 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 you, that you liked before and behaviors that you had in your life. And you're going to want to hold on to worldly securities. And, you know, there's all this stuff in the plane that you're just going to want to hold on to. But you've got to hold on to the harness and just hold on to the promise and just roll into following what Christ wants in your life. And that's not easy. If we go into the Scripture, we can even find some folks that couldn't do it. You go into Matthew 8. It says, When Jesus saw the crowd, he went across the Lake of Galilee. A teacher of the law of Moses came up to him and said, Teacher, I'll go anywhere with you. What's he saying? I'm ready to jump. Right? I'm ready to jump. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man doesn't have a place to call his own. What are you just saying? Keep in mind, there's no plane to hold on to. There's nothing in the world to hold on to. When you make this jump, you are just jumping into following me. That's it. There's one guy that says, another disciple said, The Lord, Lord, let me wait until I bury my father. What's he want to do? Just a little piece of the plane. Right? He just wants to hold on to a little piece of the plane. You know, just one small thing. Just let me go bury my dad. One, just a little piece of the plane. Look what Jesus says. Jesus answered, jump, right? Come with me, jump, come with me, and let the dead bury the dead. What's he asking us? When we make the jump, we just hold on to jumping into the promises of following the greatness of Christ. That's it. That's all we need. We just jump into the greatness of following Christ, and we let go of everything else. Now, some folks will hear that and they'll say, well, man, you're asking a lot. And, and even in Jesus' time, uh, they listened to him and, and some of them said, man, you're asking a lot. And can you just give us a sign? Can you just prove it to us in some way? Can, can you just give us a sign? Uh, here's the experience in the scripture. It says, some of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law of Moses said, teacher, we want you to show us a sign from heaven. But Jesus replied, you want a sign? Because you are evil and won't believe. What's he really want them to do? Jump, right? He just wants them to believe. <laughs> but they're, they want a little piece of the plane yet. He wants them to just jump. He want, they want a little piece. Of, just give us a sign. So here's his response. You ready? For all of you that are hesitant about jumping, here's his response. But the only sign you will get is the sign of the prophet Jonah. Okay, now we've got a story. You know about Jonah and the whale, right? 
Right? Jonah, you know, doesn't want to do what God wants him to do, doesn't want to jump where God wants him to jump, so he tries to run away, God pursues him, finally the whale swallows him, the whale takes him over to Nineveh, spits him out on the shore, and gets him doing what God wants him to do, where he was supposed to jump in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. This is the example that Jesus is now using. But there's a nugget, there's a huge nugget for us this morning, right in the middle of this text. See if you catch it. You ready? Verse 40. He was in the stomach of a big fish for three days and nights, just as the Son of Man will be deep in the earth for three days and nights. On the day of judgment, the people of Nineveh will stand there with you and condemn you. They turned to God when Jonah preached, and yet here is something far greater than Jonah. Did you pick up the nugget? He just gave you a sign, didn't he? Did you see that? All of a sudden, the story was no longer about Jonah. It's about Jesus being three days in the grave and coming to life again. You need a sign? You got one. You got one. The sign is the person you're jumping into, the life you're jumping into, is a life following the person that faced death and conquered it. What more do you need? The person you're hooking on to, the person you're going to jump into and follow is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the one that sits at the right hand of God and makes sure the sun comes up every day and the moon every night. He is everything that holds creation together. And He says, jump. Jump into the greatness of the life I want for you. And He's already proved He can do it. He's up for it because he faced the greatest enemy of death and he conquered it. What's left for us? The door is open. And all we do is hold on and jump into the greatness of God. Now, this is great news for us because you know what happened when the door went open and then then we just kind of rolled out, right? We just kind of kind of fell. Do you know when I rolled out, I never gave the plane another thought. I mean, I'm falling 200 miles an hour through the air. I was not thinking about, gee, I wonder where the plane is. Right? I mean, you just, you'll see the video. I mean, skin, I mean, you're just trying to breathe. And it's, oh, this is awesome. You're not worrying about the plane. Right? I I was not worried about the plane. I mean, I'm glad the guy got back on the ground and landed. That was a good thing. But there was never a point at which I was falling and saying, geez, I, I really wish I could see the plane. See, the gift of the jump is that when you jump into the greatness of the life God wants for you, you can leave behind the old life. You can leave behind anything that is bearing you and and holding you down. You can leave behind any of those sins in your life that you just need to stop. You can leave behind any of the guilt and the shame you can leave behind all of that ugliness and jump into the whole new life Christ has for you. This is what he offers. This is what he says. Uh, if you go uh, into, the, into the scriptures and see it, uh, it comes to us with Matthew 18. Jesus is talking. He says, It would be terrible for the people who cause even one of my little followers to sin. Those people would be better off thrown into the deepest part of the ocean with a heavy stone to t- tied around their neck. Now look at 7. The world is in for trouble because of the way it causes people to do what? Sin. There will always be something to cause people to do what? 
sin. But anyone who does this will be in for trouble. Do you get the impression that sin is not a good thing in your life? You see that? You see, when you hold on to the plane and you hold on to those sins and you hold on to the old behaviors, you hold on to that old pleasure the world wants to bring to you, you're in for trouble. You're in for trouble. Jesus takes this so seriously, this is the way he follows it up. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, chop it off, throw it away. You'd be better off to go into life crippled or lame than to have two hands and two feet be thrown into the fire that never goes out. If your eye causes you to sin, poke it out, get rid of it. You'd be better off to go into life with only one eye than have two eyes be thrown into the fires of hell. Does he sound kind of significantly uh, serious about this? See, what he offers you when he offers you the jump, he offers the opportunity to leave everything else behind. You can leave it all behind. When you make that jump, you jump into something new. And I know there's folks in the room today that you got stuff in your life. you got some sin going on in your life. you got some troubles going on in your life. And you just need to say, I am jumping away from that old stuff. I'm just stopped. I'm going to jump into the power of Christ and following Him, and I'm going to end that old way of living. And He offers that for you. You see, when He said, I've given you a sign, and that sign was, I beat death and rose from the grave, it means that when He did that, He gives you the opportunity right now to take that old life and to take those behaviors and take that sin and nail it to the cross and walk away and leave it there. It's like when you jump out of that plane. When you leave the plane, you leave the plane. There's no crawling back in. You leave it behind. The new life He's called you to, the jump He's put in front of you, is the gift of the greatness of following Christ, and it's the gift, the gift of looking ahead and leaving the old stuff behind. Now, when you do that, it also means you are going to jump into a new life, and that new life is going to be a life of significance. It's going to be a life of significance. Whatever it is that God has put in front of you, whatever it is that God wants you to do and wants you to jump into, I can tell you it's going to be something that is going to make a difference in this world because that's what God does. I mean, if we, let's look at Jesus, okay? We're going to jump into the greatness of following Jesus. I mean, is there anybody in the world that doesn't understand Jesus was a significant person? Jesus did incredible stuff. Jesus changed lives. Jesus raised the dead, healed the sick, cast out demons. Jesus did awesome, significant stuff. And when you jump into following Him, guess what you're jumping into? The same stuff. Right? If you're going to follow Him, you're going to jump into His life, you're going to jump into what He did, you're going to jump into a life that is just as significant. You're going to become the person God wants you to be, and you're going to start doing the stuff that God wants you to do. I am absolutely convinced there are people in the room this morning that God is going to put something in front of you that is absolutely significant to change somebody else's life. That's the way He works. You just need to be open to the jump. Jesus Christ came into the world to change our lives, and we're here. Disciples jumping into the, the greatness of Christ, we're here to do the same thing. 
to change other people's lives. We jump into the greatness that he has for us. Um, there was a uh, mother that uh, really loved her sons in the New Testament, and uh, she wanted greatness for them. And so she came to Jesus one day, and she said, Look, I want my sons to be great, so when you come into your kingdom, I want one at your left and one at your right. Okay? And uh, she implored Jesus to grant him this wish. And Jesus uh, comes back to her, and um, there's the text up there. If you go to the next slide, Jesus comes back to her with this response. He said, you certainly will drink uh, from my cup, but it isn't for me to say who will sit at my right side and my left. That's for my father to say. Interesting verse there, isn't it? That verse tells us that we jump in. There is a significance that God has in store for us, and God is the only one that knows it. I don't know what he's going to do with your life, but I know that God has a significance for you to accomplish with your life. Then Jesus goes on. When the ten other disciples heard this, they were angry with the two brothers. But uh, Jesus called the disciples together and said, You know foreign rulers like, uh, like to order their people around, and their great leaders are full of power over everybody they rule. But don't act like them. If you want to be great, you must be the servant of all others. He confirms that later on in Matthew, 20, Matthew 23. If you skip the next slide, Matthew 23, it says, Whoever is the greatest should be the servant of others. If you put yourself above others, you will be put down. But if you humble yourself, you will be lifted up, right? You'll be honored. See how that works? See, jumping into following Christ is jumping into a significant life. And that significant life is no longer about you. It is about impacting the lives of others. Because those others... They're still living an old life. They're still living that life that's captured by sin. They're still living the life that's captured by being in trouble and destruction. And we're their hope. We're the ones that God now gives the opportunity to jump in and impact them and make a difference for them. Whoever is greatest is going to be the least and the servant. When you jump into following Christ, I'm telling you, He's going to take your life and he's going to make it significant because you're following somebody who was and is significant, right? Here's the last piece. When you make that jump and you jump into that significant life, you also jump into the greatness of God's favor, right? So you're, you're making the jump into following Christ. You're making the jump into what's ahead and leaving the plane behind. You're jumping into a significant life and you're also jumping into the opportunity now for God's favor to rest in your life. Look at Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. It's like, show me where to jump, right? Now look at verse 13. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, Wait patiently for the Lord. What is he confident about? You see that? You see, he's confident. What? He is absolutely confident that God's goodness is going to get unleashed in his life. Right? He is just absolutely confident and says, Look, I belong to Christ. I am confident that God's favor, God's goodness, is going to get released in my life. When we make that jump into Christ, we put ourselves in that position where God's favor can rest on us because we're doing stuff that lifts Him up. It's significant to His purpose for our lives. 
Psalm 31 says it this way. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. What's he got stored up? All kinds of goodness. It's like, there it is. It's kind of like God's goodness right up there on the shelf just waiting for you. Right? It's just God's goodness is right there and God is ready to bring his favor, his goodness into your life. Hello. And he wants to do it with a loud bang. <laughs> Surprise me. I didn't hear that when I jumped out of the plane either. Like, come back. No. Um, where that was. Hey, but he wants to bring more than noise. He wants to bring favor into your life, right? That's the way it works. Why? Because others are watching. This is the key. Others are watching, right? We jump into the life in Christ, the greatness of Christ. We leave the old stuff behind. We jump into a significant life that does change other people's lives. How? Because God's favor comes into us and other people see. God works and His favor and His goodness works. Look at Isaiah 60. Isaiah, prophet, difficult times, right? Look at Isaiah 60. Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Did you see that? Did you, you hear what Isaiah just told you? That every day, not only does the sun come up, but every day the glory of the Lord is there, ready to shine and focus its light on you. God wants to bring goodness and favor into your life so your life of significance shines before other people and they understand how awesome and great God is so they can jump, so they can jump into the life He wants for them, right? And we get an example of this in Joshua 4 to show you it works, right? In Joshua 4, you go to Joshua 3 and 4. Joshua 3 God meets with Joshua and chooses Joshua and says, Man, I got a, I got a purpose for your life. You just got to jump into this, Joshua. And then he says to him, Today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you just as I was, was with Moses. What's he going to do? He's going to put his favor on Joshua. Why? So that everybody looks and understands God is with Joshua just like he is with Moses. Right? Now, Joshua 4, they go into the promised land. That day the Lord made Joshua a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites, and for the rest of his life they revered him as much as they had revered Moses. What did God just fulfill? His favor in Joshua's life. You see that? That's the way it is. God wants to bring that favor into our lives, so our lives become that significant that other people see it and they make the jump. And their lives get changed. Last piece. And remember that that jump is not just a jump for this life. It is a jump for eternity. There's a New Testament experience where Jesus sends out the 72 in, in Luke 2. Right? The 72. They, he sends them. He says, look, i got a jump for you to make. I want you to go out there two by two. And I, I want you to do awesome stuff and significant things. And I want you to wield my power and and uh, cast out demons and heal the sick and raise the dead. I want you to do everything that I've been doing. Sound familiar to what we've been talking about today? He says, I want you to go do that. Make the jump. They go do that and come back. It says, when the 72 followers returned, they were excited and said, Lord, 
Even the demons obeyed when we spoke in your name. And Jesus told them, Ha! I saw Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. I've given you the power to trample on snakes and scorpions and to defeat the power of your enemy, Satan. Nothing can harm you. Sound like a jump we've been talking about? That's jumping into the life he wants for you right now. But look what he says next. This is cool. Look what he says next. Don't be happy because 